What's up and welcome to With Their Forces Combined, a D&D variant podcast where we explore the quaint town of Cattle Creek. You're listening to With Their Forces Combined. Combined. With Andrew Terkitsanis as your DM. With Corey Gray as Wayne Lefty Poncho. Alex Terkitsanis as Ernie Debruche. And Tom Radout as Monty McFuzz. Last week, our detectives searched the McDonald twins' rooms for the missing journals. It took them a few goes, but they determined that Jordan was the person that Buddy was coming up to see. And that Jordan went to look for Buddy when they found that Buddy was missing. They also found a secret cubby in Jeannie's room, which revealed the missing journals, two books, and a makeshift red ghost costume. They went to Officer Hatfield's house to yell at Bullseye, and then they made their way to the schoolhouse, where they discovered a secret spirit staircase that seemed to descend from the library. I get the chills just thinking about it. So you guys descend these ghostly steps. And as you do so, you notice that you phase through the floor. It's almost as if you have trace. There's some magic cast on this staircase. And it's interacting with your bodies in the way that it felt when you guys were climbing through the ghostly tower. And as you walk down, you walk into a simple room with illuminating braziers. And the walls are lined with books for the most part, taking the odd break for a trinket on bookshelves and for the fireplace in the center of one wall with a wooden mantelpiece atop which sits four urns and a statue of a pyramid. The floor is made of neatly cut stone and draped with woven carpet and there's a table in the center of the room. Three chairs from the table have been moved to in front of the fireplace where three people are sitting, chatting with their backs to you. And as you descend, you hear... Uh, well, I mean, it took you guys long enough to get here. We've got some work to do. And you see, sitting beside the fireplace, Tom Ladong with uh, Ernie, who you recognize to be Catherine Spiridion, and everyone else half recognize the third person to be the librarian, but with this spiritual energy, uh, similar to how you guys were seeing people in the spirit world, Kind of also like how you see Tony that forms this other face. Oh, thank God you're alive. And uh, Ernie runs forward and embraces Tom Ladong. (laughs) Well, goddamn, we were worried about you, Mr. Ladong. Uh, Yeah, we've been looking all over the place for you. I mean, uh, I figured if you guys would, you'd go to my house and you'd see that uh, I, I connected the feathers to the library, so I, I made my way here. I, I figured you guys would be able to see that, but... Uh... Yes, that's why we are here, Tommy. I assumed you were uh, cut in half, actually. Oh, that gruesome. I'm glad uh, I'm glad to see you again, Ernie. I'm glad that you guys made it through, and um, have you found what you're looking for, says Catherine. Uh, Catherine, good to see you as well. And, uh, Ms. Cravington. And Ernie <laughs> nods. Well, 
I suppose you should know now. My name is Electra. You're Electra? <sighs> yes, I am Electra, Ernie. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Price. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was trying to help you guys, giving you the, well, really the only missing people that stuck out to be relevant in this situation, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I fear I, I could have been more helpful. Well, uh... While we're in the business of confessing things, uh, I found myself very surprised to feel very... Uh, I did not feel how I thought I would feel when you had disappeared, so I am glad you are okay. And even gladder that you're not actually Mrs. Crabbington. <laughs> Well, I mean, she's well, still the same person. Yeah, I am. I am actually. I'm also. I'm both. Both people, uh, and I'm also glad that you three are okay, and especially you. Um, and she, you see that Tony um, appears in his spiritual form in this space, uh, and you see that he flies over to Electra and um, uh, lands on her finger, uh, and then uh, flies back to you, Ernie. Oh. So wounded. Um, <laughs> some uh, big fingers we're, you have. We're <laughs> um, do, do you want me to roll performance to hide <laughs> how wounded I am by this? Sure. <laughs> oh, 15. Damn. I'm 17 nice. minus two. Okay. All right. I hide it pretty well, I guess. <laughs> yes. There are, there are pressing issues that we must attend to. Yes, I, I agree. And, um, I think I think we should all discuss the goings on here. Yes. Now, when you said the that, uh, have you found what you are looking for? Like it, it depends very much because we're we're we seem to be looking for a lot of things. Yes. Why don't we quite literally get everything out here on the table and have a closer look? Oh no. And they all uh, pulled their chairs up to the table. Uh, you see, it, it's a long wooden table. It's quite modest, but it's big enough to fit all of you with uh, lots of space. Is it like a war table? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think Ernie's dumb enough to just like dump all of his shit. <laughs> when they were like, why don't we quite literally put everything on the table? I felt like maybe I mean, Monty... It falls into everything. I, I felt like maybe Monty just would take all of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you see that they've already got some stuff laid out on the table. Uh, they've clearly been trying to make some connections. They see this link through the river they have. You see some notes in shorthand in Tom Ladong's handwriting. And yeah, what, uh, what are you guys doing? Are you pulling out anything? What's going on? Yes, so uh, we we have actually found a lot in the last little while. We found some diaries, some McDonald diaries that suggest that uh, Dusty Crackjaw was mentioned very much. Uh, and it always seems to be a revenge-based murder. Uh, also, we searched the McDonald's twins room. It turns out Jordan and Buddy were in love. Genie had the missing books from the McDonald library. Sorry, there were missing books. We had some, but not all. Now we have all. Uh, well, we don't have all of them, but we have all the missing ones, uh, all the pertinent ones. And also she had a red duster and a mask, but it, it doesn't seem to match with the red cloak we 
so on the mountain top um and uh, i think that's that pretty much brings us to here gentlemen anything to add yeah i think that pretty much covers it uh here's the books i guess i'll, I'll lay them out for everybody and lefty slides out the ones that he grabbed from Jeannie's room you see at your mention of the red cloak that all three of them kind of give each other looks and Catherine pipes up and says oh well that that would make sense um you see the red ghost was i want to say dealt with by our ancestors um actually that one uh, and she points to one of the urns on the mantle um and uh, frankie has since moved on but they along with uh, the mcdonald's seem to deal with the red ghost so the fact that they were popping up again seemed odd. So you're thinking we have some sort of copycat killer? Yes, at first we thought maybe they were released, but... Did you find a way to bring the Red Ghost piece? Or did you just trap him? That I'm, I'm unsure, but maybe we can look through some of Frankie's journals. Because Frankie suggested that... Uh, that they need to find a way to bring him peace. So uh, I'm just putting that out there because if he escaped, then maybe this is our solution. Uh, so yes, I would very much like to look at Frankie's journals to see if we can find more. Mm -hmm. And and what is it that you have here? And she gestures to the stuff that you presented, Lefty. Oh well, well in the McDonald's, you know, their library of journals, there was a. Where did you get this one? Oh, it was hidden in the in the McDonald mansion in uh, in Jeannie's room. And you see that they're gesturing to one of the two books that were there. Um, and you see written on the cover is called The Red Ghost by Frankie Spiridion. And it looks like it is a uh, like a firsthand copy of this book, whatever it is. Uh, sure, yeah. I'll, I'll open it and like leaf through the first pages to see if there's anything. Wait, sorry. This is one of the books that Lefty already had? That's right. This is one of the ones that you guys pulled from Jeannie's room. I'm, and it just seemed... I, why did the McDonald's have this book? And Lefty, you take some time to go through the book, and um, basically one passage sticks out to you, and it reads, I have seen firsthand the destruction that the Red Ghost has sought and brought forth. A vengeant beast most foul, and known to seek out those who have wronged him. As the draft reads on, you see written is, Fortunately, with the help of my good friend LJ, we were able to capture the Red Ghost and imprison him for good. Who can know if all the destruction credited to the Ghost is true, but one thing is for sure. Beware the Red Ghost. I don't know that we were able to bring him peace, but I, I hope we don't have to go through that ever again. And there, it kind of... It, it, it almost seems like... Uh, Frankie got lost in thought, wasn't quite able to finish their thoughts, and it ends shorter than you'd imagine. Um, just to clarify, it's, it seems like they didn't, like, do anything specifically to, like, settle this ghost. They just, like, kind of captured it. Is that right? That's that's what it says. Capture and imprison. Okay. And and it implies that they weren't able to uh, right the wrongs. Um, and Ernie, I, I could say that you're kind of reading over his shoulder as well as the other Spiridians um, and, and Tom too. Oh yeah, also there's this and Ernie takes his hat off and, pull, <laughs> and pulls the, the Thunderbird, the whole Thunderbird just out. 
<laughs> Holy shit. I meant to bring it back for you, Tommy, but you weren't at your house. Oh, yeah, I suppose you haven't heard about our, you know, encounter on the mountain yet, have you? Uh, no, no, I haven't heard. Uh, yes, we uh, fought three Thunderbirds and Suckles, who took my fucking knife, and we killed Suckles, and uh, someone in a red cloak used my knife to cut a hole in the, uh, the plane and escape to another plane, uh, riding on the back of the biggest Thunderbird I have ever seen. Well, I've only seen the one group of them, so I don't... Uh... <laughs> yes, uh, yes. In this case, ever seen, uh, not only does it mean ever seen, but also in that one outing, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, wow, look at this thing. One thing you do notice is as you pull out this Thunderbird, uh, it seems to be doing this like rapid uh, decomposition that we spoke about right at the top of the mountain where it was like almost immediately changing colors to that opalescent color for the feathers. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, you see that like the feathers are beginning to shed off of this thing. It seems that it, it was maybe slowed down in your hat a little bit, kind of preserving the um, nature of this thing. But it, as you bring it out, you see it kind of slowly shifting. And, and as you do, you actually see um, uh, the what you presume to be the spirit of this thing uh, coming out of this body. Uh, Spiridians, do you have any way to bring this Thunderbird piece? It's an interesting idea, Ernie. Do you have any ideas? Because what I was going to say is roll initiative. So what I want to see is what you're thinking of doing, I guess, to bring this thing peace. Um, I don't know. If they w if they said nothing, uh, then, man, am I glad I did. I brought this thing out of the hat now and not in um, not in Officer Hadfield's basement. Oh, why don't you give me an insight roll on this as well? Yeah, I guess because we're like sort of in the spirit world right now. But um, yeah, that's a 19. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what you, you're gathering, is this... Uh, spirit of this thing is coming out in this in this kind of pseudo spirit world and you see as the, as it emerges from the hat this chaotic nature of these things and uh, you remember that this bird is from the elemental chaos uh right and and sort of appealing to its like what would bring it peace you don't really know based on the fact that it's inherently chaotic yeah well i guess if if the spiridians had no answer I would imagine that Ernie has, uh, maybe this is going to be one of those things that, like the drawing of Buddy, where you guys are going to be like, this that's ridiculous. But <laughs> I would imagine that that Ernie um, has, some, has some sort of, uh, yeah, yeah, not the drawing. I admitted that was ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know that you've officially admitted it. So why don't we do that right now on the record? That's true. I think we brought it up in another episode and it was denied <laughs> repeatedly. Nope. Uh, I haven't admitted that. I think it's totally reasonable to have drawings of your friends. I have drawings of all three of you that I've done that I carry around with me. Um, <laughs> what about your favorite bartenders, though? Do you carry those as well? Yeah, of course, but it's just a drawing of me. Oh, he actually um, only has those. He just lied about the other one to make us feel better. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm currently erasing and reshaping the heads of the other three drawings I have of myself um, to make them look more like you guys. I think Ernie would... Um, uh, possibly 
have some sort of oh maybe that's ludicrous uh like ritual <laughs> when he like kills an animal out in the wild do you have a spell for that no uh so i think probably that's what he'd try to do anyways even if it didn't work i guess just like a prayer why don't you roll me a religion check then if you prefer Arcana, I'd let you roll Arcana as well. Or either. I'd I mean. prefer religion. Uh, that is a 14. Um, okay. Uh, and, and what do you say? Dear Thunderbird Spirit, uh, I am sorry that our paths met in the way that they did. Uh, however, I assure you that we were there on that mountaintop with good intentions. I wish you peace in the next life. Just know that aside from the direct harm we meant to cause you, we meant you no harm. And you see Electra steps forward and you hear her cast a spell. And you see this, um, as you pull out this corpse, you see this spirit come out, this angry spirit. Uh, you say your words and then you see the swirl of white energy come from Electra's fingertips and surround this spirit and you see it calm and you believe that your words helped aid this in some manner and you see that it uh, flies up and out of the room holy shit that was fucked <laughs> that 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 thing you guys fought three of those things yeah and also yes. a person yeah I mean it could have been worse Rather fight three of those <sighs> things than run at a Gatling gun. You guys are, uh, oh, you guys are heroes. Nah, not heroes. Just doing our job. Well, maybe a little heroes. <laughs> well, uh, remind me never to get in your line of business. I thought you were going to say fire. <laughs> Tommy, you could never get into my line of fire, but I must admit, uh, though he, he is very humble, most of the credit does go to our crackshot Monty. I mean, that's also good advice. Just never stand in anyone's line of fire, really. <laughs> Don't really matter if it's friend or foe. Lines of fire are best. You know, you put cover between you and that fire. But what about when you're cleaning your gun? You have to look right down the barrel, right? <laughs> that is not how you clean a gun. You were going to shoot yourself, Ernie. This is why I'm glad you don't carry one. <laughs> but that's probably why all of them have been taken away from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually, you guys see that the uh, feathers shed off of this skeleton, uh, and you, you're left with like a pile of these Thunderbird feathers. And you also... Um, Ernie, with your insight, your your base insight, uh, passive insight is the word I'm looking for, and the others, if you'd like to roll for this or, or just let Ernie tell you, you notice that the bone structure of this thing looks a lot like the skeletal dragon type thing that you guys fought earlier in the desert. Holy shit. This is the exact same shape as that skeleton dragon we fought in the desert. In the desert, huh? What do you think it was doing out there? I mean, it was under the sand. Didn't really question it. So are these things... Probably died in the desert, and then some fail magic brought it back to life. Um, 
Yeah, why don't you guys give me insight checks on this? That is a five. Yeah, a natural a one. Uh, 18. Nice. Um, Lefty, you remember that Bullseye thought that he hit uh, the Thunderbird with his gun that he says he never misses. And you think that uh, he, he wasn't lying to you guys. He took down a Thunderbird and... Um, and maybe they had to makeshift bury it, and because uh, you remember that's the area that Bullseye took right. you out to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I suppose it could be the one that you know, old Bullseye said he shot. Wait, a dragon or a Thunderbird? Now I'm confused. A uh, Thunderbird. Oh, well, I suppose they both do fly. Now, come to think of it, I do generally think dragons are cooler, but maybe that's a discussion <laughs> for another day. So, um, what's, uh, what's all the rest of this stuff? Well, here are the diaries we were talking about, and here is the, uh, the red duster and the mask. Uh, we did, oh, also, we forgot to say, uh, the person in the red cloak on the mountain had body. They had them. We couldn't tell if he was alive or not, but they had him just tied to the back. Uh, or- that's, uh, that's, I, I guess, what I was asking earlier. Ernie is whether or not you found your friend Buddy, so I'm uh, glad and not glad, I guess. Okay, good. Actually, I assumed that, but there was, you know, so many things we found out in the last little while, so uh, I apologize. What else do you have here? We kind of got uh, distracted. To be honest, I'd like to point out that we have solved our original mystery. We found out where Buddy is. The man in the red cloak took him and took him through a portal. (laughs) Oh, yes, uh, I meant to ask about that. That knife that you spoke of. What the shit's up with that? Well, I'll tell you, when it was last in my possession, I couldn't cut holes in the planes. We've we've not seen that kind of magic before. Well, I wish I could tell you more about it, but, you know, they sort of took it with them, you know, like swallowing a key to a jail cell or something. I don't know. You see them give each other another glance where they all look at each other. You know, I'm not an Earthling or anything. I don't know what those glances mean, but they don't seem good. Yeah, what's going on? What are you not telling us? Well, this is just what what was supposed to happen. This was the the prophecy that everyone kept talking about. and What we tried to avoid, that some powerful magician uh, was, was supposed to be able to do things unheard of with some raw magical power that the, the world hasn't seen before and chaos was to ensue and so I mean I decided to try to pack up the tower and keep it away I mean not to completely remove it from existence but because we still are a beacon for those in the ethereal plane but just again make it so that only those who are determined to get through to us will be able to get there Yes, you definitely have to be very determined. I uh, I already complimented on you the last time we, we spoke about this, Ernie. We're, we're move, we've moved past this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was just going to make a joke at my own expense, but that's okay. All right, I've moved past it. Um, so, I mean, I'm just unsure of where to go from here. Uh, Why don't we look at these other things? That, where did, you said you found oh, these yes, in Jeannie's room? Frankie's journal. Can I have that, please? Uh, yes, I, I can go look for them. Uh, what are these things that you have in front of you already? 
What what do you keep referencing? I feel like I've talked about all the things I've put on the table. You've uh, referenced one out of two books and not any of the journals that you also found. See, this is how I feel all the time. These books, <laughs> there's too much there. I'm glad we're on the same page, you and I. Uh, yes. Well, I so, mean, I did, in fact, reference both books, but you you only seem interested in the first one, so I haven't had a chance to look at both of them. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I was She was interested because she saw this Beridian book, and then she's asked, this is, I think, the fourth time about the things in front of you, Lefty, so back off that high horse, just saying. I slid them both across the table with equal importance <laughs> at the start. <laughs> okay, um... The, you're right. Catherine reads all the books you gave her. She solves the mystery. She <laughs> kicks the bad guy's ass. And uh, you guys can all go home like Monty wants. I'm just saying, we've <laughs> done our job. See, if you had let me do my sal- salty joke, this moment would have been funnier. Um, okay. Uh, these books here are an era from about a hundred years ago. Dusty Crackjaw was mentioned a lot. Uh, right around the height of the killings. So from about 100 years ago to about 10 years ago, these are the journals that we found in Zini's room. Really the most pertinent information that I pulled from there is uh, the things I said before. Frankie suspects that he's unrested because he has unfinished business. Frankie suggests that they need to find a way to bring him peace. And it seems that Dusty Crackjaw only kills... Uh, for events. Uh, and for the record, uh, you haven't actually looked at those journals yet. That's the information that you found out from preceding those journals and after those journals. But the journals that you found in Jeannie's room, you guys didn't actually read yet. Old McDonald was coming and Jeeves was worried that he was going to get there. So you guys just kind of stuffed these in your uh, hat of holding. And then you made your way to Officer Hatfield and then came here. So you haven't actually looked at those journals or these uh, two books yet, with the exception now of The Red Ghost, written by Frankie Spiridion. Okay, so I found a bunch of journals. They basically had nothing in them. Uh, But we also found some other journals in Zini's room, and these are our current theories. But we haven't read these yet, so maybe we should all just sit down and have a reading party and then figure out what we learned. I think that sounds like a good idea. We'll, we'll go through Frankie's journals. Why don't you guys read that stuff? All right. Um, okay, so... Um, We're gonna this is going to need a on, montage. A montage. <laughs> um, no, the montage on, is them reading. The montage is Monty not reading. He's cleaning his guns. By looking directly yeah, down I was, was going to say, yeah. Monty, if you <laughs> no, want to have like a short rest or whatever, you're able to do that here. Um, if you want to like look around the room or like play with anything in the room. Just let me know what you're doing. Uh, other than that, I assume the other ones. No, are- I think him cleaning his guns while they read is legitimately actually, I think the best, the best option. Funny okay. visual. There's too. like a, a small comedic relief in the montage where Ernie like offers to help clean the guns and Monty's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as Ernie and Lefty, as you guys are reading through, I assume you're reading through the journals first, or are you reading through the book first? Uh, Lefty would want to look at the book first. I'll take the journals then. Okay. I, I will say the title of the book is Otherworldly Planes, and uh, you see that it's written by 
McDonald and Spiridion. And sorry, this is one of the books we found in Jeannie's room, right? That's correct. So okay. there were two books in Jeannie's room, and one yes. of them was Frankie's journal, and the other one is this book. One of them was is a it it's looked like a first draft of a book. Uh, it, it seemed more official, I guess, than a journal. Okay, but it, it was authored by Frankie. That's correct. And this one just says uh, written by McDonald and Spiridion. Okay. And again, this this also looks like a draft of a book, but it, it looks less um, drafty, I guess. It, it looks more finished, but not quite so. And yeah, I, I'll also say that looking through these journals, like there's a lot of volumes. So is there anything in particular that you're looking for as you're like kind of skimming through these? Um, I guess really anything pertaining to Dusty Crackjaw. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, why don't you give me a, I guess, insight, investigation. Um, yeah, I'm going to use my passive 19 for investigation. Okay, you find you find lots of references to Dusty Crackjaw, and you're having a hard time narrowing down anything that's um, kind of helpful. You see that uh, Frankie and uh, someone she's referencing uh, called LJ, who you assume to be um, the McDonald person that they were traveling together with, are clearly like hunting for the red ghost, and and, and you see lots of references, and uh, you read about victims and uh, their stories, but you don't find anything particularly interesting uh, with your first read through. Okay, I do think Ernie would say, "Who is this LJ person to the Spurdeans?" Uh, you're talking about Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Jordan McDonald. They were um, partners in crime with uh, Frankie, so to speak. And uh, what is their relation to Mister McDonald? Uh, same as I believe uh, my boy Charles. Uh, to Frankie is LJ to uh, fuck what's his name god damn it uh, uh, old I think his name was <laughs> Clyde <laughs> no it's not old his name is Clyde and I know that he's a dear they were dear friends are you us. sure because my friends here always refer to him as old they, they know him quite well yeah old Clyde McDonald <laughs> laughing no it's more of a nickname you know old Clyde McDonald you know everybody in this town's got a nickname he puts his first though because he's number one <laughs> um so sorry what was the answer to my question we're talking about old McDonald right yes old Clyde McDonald Clyde's LJ's grandson ah yes okay thank you Wow, he must be even older. Must be a family name. <laughs> <laughs> they add the ER to signify grandparent. <laughs> and Lefty, you're looking through this book called Otherworldly Planes. Um, and as you're reading through, it, it's pretty succinct. It's talking about, in this like same time frame, talking about how the planes all converge naturally in the ethereal plane. Um which they also refer to as the linking plane, in quotes. Uh, these overlapping locations are referred to as a planar nexus, which are naturally occurring throughout the planes. It goes on to suggest that if you happen upon one of these, that the ability to transfer through this nexus would be quite simple. The closer you are to the combination of the planes, the stronger your magic becomes. 
and you retroactively realize that this is the case for those of you with magical ability. Like your magic seemed stronger when you were in this uh, world, but it's something that that didn't actually click until Mm. you read this. It warns travelers to other planes that most aren't as friendly as what they refer to as the material plane, which you infer to be the one that, that you come from. And it also goes on to say that if you master the ability to control the planes and the ability to move through it, the world's secrets will be at your fingertips, or so the legend goes. And it starts to describe the other planes of existence that they've discovered so far. And they reference an amethyst pool. They dash, uh, and and you see written in italics, the abyss. It seems like a plane of raw power, but as is the case with all, quote, easy solutions, it comes at a cost. You see uh, several other planes where little is known or written down. Uh, they just have names for some of these things. So they have the rust pool, which they've titled Hades, uh, the gray, silver, and green pool, which they've titled the Material Fey and Shadowfell. Uh, and they have written in the side, like in the margins here, these are the closest planes to our existence. Both others are worlds to be weary of, identical in landscape, but drastically different in terms of chaos and trickery. Shadowfell is darker and gloomier, and the Feywild is brighter and cheerier. But don't confuse those for evil and good. As is the case with the material plane, there's a sprinkle of both on all planes. Again, they list all of these pools that you've seen, but the one that uh, you stop on is this colorful one where it reads Elemental Chaos. And as you open this book, a piece of parchment falls out. You see that it's clearly a handwritten note that has been like crossed out and edited with arrows, almost like... Um, the person writing it, it it looks either at first like it was someone drafting something but then as you look at it more it reads more like a translation and you see the uh top of it underlined uh prophecy and and sorry uh, i guess uh, to be clearer that that's the the top of this note reads prophecy and and the words below it are these ones with the Arrows and, and the ones below like it that. look like they're trying to translate something, or are, are they trying to refer to? It, it looks like they've they've um, they successfully translated it. It reads like a translation, and you can read below. Sorry, I, I just paused for dramatic okay. effect, and then was like, uh, "Does he read it? Probably." So why am I pausing? Yes, I will read. <laughs> okay, um, actually, here, why don't we do this? I'll send it to you, and you read it. All right. Uh, you know how translations rhyme. Hey, everyone, I found, uh, <laughs> I don't know, this must be a multilingual poet or something who wrote this. Uh, it's a handwritten note. It's, it's talking about, like, different planes. Y- you're, you guys remember that Nexus we were in, right? I, I look at uh, Ernie and Lefty, er, Ernie and Monty. Well, it goes on to, like, describe them. And uh, anyway, this is what they wrote. Uh, Gusts of power, brimstone, and fire. Crashing waves, burning desire. Goldovia crumbling, the, the brave become meek. Evening, everything outcomes look bleak. Uh, darkness descends and magic draws near, uh, enveloping chaos around the fields full of steer. Oh my goodness. Well, goddamn. A magician of cunning and. Wait, you mean it's not over? More, yeah. 
a, ma- a magician of cunning and raw power unseen raw unseen power I should say will summon all creatures of, at the most witching of hours uh, with the aid of the bloodline uh, willing or other uh, reparations will be made and all hope almost smothered the time of fragility when entropy peaks then only then can one save Cattle Creek well goddamn, there better not be more that was bad enough yeah, as is and every time <laughs> I thought it had gotten as bad as it could be you just kept doing one more line it certainly line. does sound sinister I don't know there. boys Yes, but also, how impressive is it that it rhymed in the other language and also in this That's what I mean. This is truly brilliant uh, poetry. There's no way to tell if it rhymed in the original. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) You guys don't have the original translation, so there's no way to know if it rhymed in the (laughs) original. Spiridians, is there some sort of day? uh, You know, I'm picturing in my head like an eclipse. Or something like that, but for planes? Does that make sense oh. at all? Uh, I, I believe you're uh, trying to suggest a day in which the planes overlap the most. Uh, yes, uh, I, I don't know if that tone is entirely necessary, but yes, that's what I was trying to say. I was not trying to put on a tone. I apologize if it sounded as if I did. Uh, it's yes. hard to do multiple voices and remember who's who, and I apologize for any unnecessary tones that I've. <laughs> now that one sounded yes. like a tone. <laughs> You've fallen into a classic trap of putting three characters that are controlled by you in the same place. Now I don't know what you're talking about, Ernie. Can we stick to the point at hand? Of course, of course, the planes will overlap more, and they wax and they wane like planets. They uh, they have these like. Um, gravitational pulls toward each other, right? It, it's it's exactly the same as our solar system. It's, uh, yes, is, is the short answer, of course. And you see, I did not mean to add a tone, because you are in fact correct, Ernie. <laughs> now, to, cal- to, 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 to calculate when, the, when that would happen, that's, um, oof, uh, that is interesting. If there's anyone who could do it, Tommy, I would believe in you. Look, we just need to know how we can use this invitational system to save Cattle Creek, all right? Yes, it's this is quite troubling. Uh, that's interesting. I've hmm. We always assumed that the line when entropy peaks was when they would t- take everybody from the elemental chaos and bring them into this world and that's that's sort of where our heads went, but this that that is an excellent thought, Ernie. Well, as long as we don't have to go back in that tower, I'm good. Not until you're long and dead. <laughs> good one. You can, you can insert. Monty just calmly lights lights a cigarette. But you can sorry, insert some of that can. Yeah, it sounds like last, I inserted the, the McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm in the middle of editing that one right now, and it's oh, right. so much fun. Gotta it's add so in the laughs, much fun. of course. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I feel like I will mind it less then. I mean, hopefully, I don't die anytime soon. 
because I will, I will definitely mind it if it happens soon. And um, yeah, so you finish reading this prophecy. You also read under the Elemental Chaos tab in the margins, a world full of elements at the rawest and most powerful state, so potent that they form beings made up of their energy. At the intersection of these elements, they blend to become something more unique, less powerful, but still don't underestimate them. It is possible to return from the elemental chaos, but tread lightly. And um, as you kind of like flip through this book, you see that Ernie is struggling with just like the sheer amount of um, journals that there are. Uh, and I assume that you'd go to help him read through these. Uh, yeah. Okay. Why don't you give me another insight slash investigation, Ernie? And Lefty, why don't you do that as well? Or if you'd like, um, one of you can roll with advantage. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'd probably just use my passive investigation again. Uh, sure. I said I was going to do that last episode, and I never did. So I'll, I'll do that as well. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a, what is it, seventeen now? Uh, passive investigation. Okay, so um, I think what the I think it's a three point five rule, Tom. Maybe he can help me out here. Where if you roll, if you get advantage on a roll and you're using your passive, you get to add like a plus five. Is that correct? Oh, it's, well, it's not. No, it's not a 3.5 rule. It's just like a house rule that some people use because like advantage or disadvantage. I'm pretty sure like if you average it out, it works out to about plus five or minus five. Okay. So why don't we say that um, between the two of you, I, I'm going to add plus five to Ernie's roll and you guys look through these journals you spend about an hour reading through that otherworldly planes book lefty and same with you ernie reading through these journals and then lefty joins you and you guys spend another hour and a half ish reading through these journals and the, the general vibe of them are there the accounts of the goings on in town around the time of the Spiridian manor being there um and how the mcdonald's used their old smuggling tunnel to help the Spiridians hide from the town where they worked with Catherine to create a mirror, which would be the only way to get back into their tower. Uh, you see another elephant-eared page of the journals that says the magic only seemed to work well as it got closer to the river. And continuing through these books, looking for this part about imprisoning Dusty Crackjaw, you read this passage. Frankie and I made our way into the desert during the daylight so that we could sneak up on the beast. I don't know if he's the devil, but sure as shooting looks like it. Glowing with the red aura, shit, he gave me the spooky dookies. We had to get past his stupid, long, boring, nobody-wants-to-do-them-why-would-you-ever dungeon trials and find him waiting for us after all. It still wasn't easy, but we were able to trap him and leave him there, right in his friggin' dungeon. And Frankie used some of that spiridion magic to shrink down this temple. Can you imagine that? A full-blown temple hiding in plain sight. And that is where we're going to end our session. As long as we don't have to go back into that tower, <laughs> I'll be okay. Yeah, this one sounds a little bit more, I don't know, dangerous than that tower. I think I'd prefer the tower. <laughs> <laughs>
I said what I said, friend. That's the beauty. You don't have to do anything you don't want <laughs> to do, I guys. suppose you almost died in that tower, so maybe it's a little more dangerous than I'm making it out to be. You did die in that tower. <laughs> and I will die in that tower as well. <laughs> well, you'll you'll transition after you die in that tower, yep. Now that was a tone. <laughs> <laughs> And you shall atone for your sins in the tower. Boom. Jesus Christ! I finally get it! Dusty Crackjaw isn't a hero. Lefty's the hero. Because he's gonna save Dusty Crackjaw from this magic prison or die trying. That's ridiculous, Jim. Lefty could never be the hero. Yeah, Jim. Plus, even if Lefty tried, you already said Ernie works for Big Peace, and I'm pretty sure Monty is a tiger mercenary auxiliary, and even though he almost won me over with his guns, now I see right through his suspiciously orange stripes and straight into his heart of neo-corporate greed. What? No, you, you've got that all wrong. First... Lefty's gonna try to free Dusty Crackjaw from the villainous sneakery of Frankie and LJ, like a hero. Then, Ernie's gonna betray him, like the wolf in cow's clothing that he is. But then, because Ernie doesn't have any money, only Lefty will be able to hire Monty to take his side. So even though Monty is a cold-blooded tiger mercenary auxiliary with a sinister lust for gold, that will actually be what allows the good guys to win. <sighs> All thanks to the power of the free market. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Jim. Hey, now, remember what I said before. All interpretations are valid. But also, Jim was on time out. So Jim's interpretation will be ignored. That's bullshit, detective. And also, your timeout will be extended by 21% due to your repeated and unnecessary outbursts. I do not acknowledge your fake timeout. And 21% of zero is fucking zero, detective. Look, I'll even stand up if I want to. That sounds like acknowledging. But please sit back down, Mr. Jimbley. You don't want to be pushing the edges of the timeout. Oh, no? Well, fuck you, you goddamn tyrant. I'll push the edges all I want. I'm gonna waltz over here. I'm telling you, you gotta be careful. That is outside of the approved timeout zone, citizen. This is your second warning. Oh, but maybe I'm just gonna tiptoe over here. Or maybe over here. Well, now you've done it. Uh, excuse me, sir, uh, tiptoeing over there. Uh, do we have a problem here? Ah, oh, god damn it, not you. Let me guess. Peppers, please. And then you're gonna throw me in a goddamn camp? Sir, that one wasn't even a pun at all. And also, I received a notification on my Dave Girk's Family Restaurant Staff Safety app that someone was violating interdimensional timeout referendum law by straying outside of the approved timeout boundaries. Whoa, you guys have an app now? Yeah, it even has a QR code to unlock Pete's gun safe. In an emergency, of course. Well, now I know you're lying, because that doesn't make any sense. Everyone knows that Pete never keeps his guns in a safe. Or, at least that's what I heard. Uh, so obviously everyone knows it, and not just me. Because I don't even know, uh, Pete, did you say? That well. Well, maybe the emergency is like if they need to put something in an empty safe, Jim. That, that's exactly what it's for. Wow, was, was this genius always here? Oh, yeah. Name's Bob. Uh, probably my third time around here. First time caller. Pleased to meet you. Don't listen to him. 
Of course he was here. This isn't a fucking radio show. This was the asshole making anonymous complaints earlier. He... Wait a minute. One of you bastards must be using the Dave Gerks Family Restaurant Staff Safety app. Now you're trying to turn me into the Gustapo. Uh, you've already used that one, sir. It's been applicable multiple times. Now, why don't you stop concentrating on me and concentrate on actually making the trains run on time, you lying revisionist bastards. Well, you know, the trains aren't on timeout, Jimothy. Of course fascist trains aren't on timeout. They're not even on time. The out would be asking for a whole new syllable when you can't even handle a basic schedule. Sir, you need to return to your seat right now. Detective Yorkland, are you a member of Big Peace? Ugh! Don't tase me, bud! This is for, uh, your own good, sir. And this is exactly why timeout referendum law is very important. So you're not a member of Big Peace. But do you know what's even more important? The next part of my story. Now you better sit up straight, Jimothy. You already missed some important parts, and things are about to get even juicier. And twitching on the floor is not a good form of active listening. Now actively listen up, citizens, because you're gonna love how this one unfolds. Hi, this is Ernie from the acclaimed podcast With Their Forces Combined. The guys wanted me to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you liked the show, let them know. You could tell your spirit hawk to leave a sign in the sky. You could leave them a five-star review. You could follow them. You could subscribe to them. You could share it with your animal friends. Sow it to a squirrel. Sow it to a dolphin. So it to your friends. Maybe your friends aren't squirrels and dolphins. I'm just adding a third option. Or if you really like it, you can throw them some gold on their Patreon. I know they have some extra episodes incoming soon. You can also reach them on Instagram at WTFC.podcast. Cory likes to post his art there. And you can even find some extra words of wisdom from Mrs. Storyteller. Thank you.